What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to the Memorial Podcast 2023 for DraftKings DFS plays. I'm DB and I have a uh, kind of a fluffy phoenix on my face. That's an interesting phoenix. Um, Somebody in the betting show said it looked like a tick, like kind of a fat tick. Maybe, yeah. Maybe if a t- if a tick were uh, if a tick were at a costume party dressed as a phoenix, maybe. I gotta admit, I thought it was a phoenix when I saw him. You saw did it the first time. So I, I I think you did a good job with it. I think you should have painted in a little bit of like fire Some coming red, out of yeah. it. Yeah. Maybe next week. Maybe next week. If I, if I mean, I, if you if, don't hit, if I don't hit a bet, you're because see, after I put a butterfly on my face, yeah, I hit that week. I mean, yeah. I hit. I know. So there's a lot that you've got to um, that you've really put on yourself now. This is true. I'm I'm a little nervous. You know, it's not the betting show, but congratulations on your 80 to 1, 40 unit Emiliano Grio hit on Pats. Not that anyone really cares. Betting card now up what like 33 units or 37 units or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I was I was right there about even for for the year, and you know, even though I hit Taylor Moore, even though I hit Chris Kirk. Yeah. But you know what? That's that's golf betting. There right? it is. You're gonna have you know, but it's right back up there, up up over 30 units now, thanks to Emiliano. Well, I know the Nut Hut was. Uh, there were some Nut Hut members who got on that Emiliano Grio ticket as well. We had a great day in the Nut Hut on Sunday, just doing some live. We did some live play-by-play for the for the last few holes in the playoff on Sunday at Colonial. Our boy Brett Swedberg was caddying on the bag for Adam Schink in their first week working together. And uh, if you haven't caught the betting show, Brett stopped in for the first maybe 10 minutes and just talked to us about his day on Sunday with Adam and being in contention. It's a great time, great stuff. Brett's a great dude and a, uh, a loyal supporter of the Tour Junkies as well. And we had a good time in the Nut Hut mixing it up. So, you know, listen, people, people want to make comments about, you know, the Nut Hut not being worth it or whatever. And we hear that sometimes. But listen, the people who are in there, they tell you it's worth it. You know, it's more than just picks and bets and crap like that. It's community in there. We're having a great time. We're doing a lot of fun stuff in there, and you should get involved. The link is in the description here. But let's get to it, Pat. We're talking about DFS DraftKings for Memorial. It's Jack's place. We're all quite familiar with Mirfield Village. Obviously, went on went uh, went through the renova- renovation in 2020. Play, been playing a little bit different. Playing a little bit like a, kind of a, you know a prepubescent major some have said some have said it kind of plays a little bit like that like he's trying to get there possible winning score anywhere from like that 10 to 13 under maybe so a tough test a lot all the studs are here for the most part tony Finau's not here max home is not here elevated event status though and um yeah i'm excited to get into it let's talk about the first the the, the first range here 9k 10k range you've got scotty and rom are back rory rory mcelroy back as well Course Horse, Patrick Cantlay, Xander, Morikawa, Hovland, Day, Hatton, JT, and Sungjae, along with Matt Fitzpatrick there, rounding it out at 9K. All right, question, Pat. I asked you about him on the betting show, but I have a different question. Sitting there between Scotty and John, okay, world number 1A and world number 1B, and Patrick Cantlay, who's playing well, obviously has a tremendous record here, at Mirfield Village, is your boy Rory going to get kind of squeezed here? And potentially you could be looking at a low-owned Rory situation, low-ish 
owned Rory situation on Wednesday evening. Yeah, I think you could see it, DB. And, um, you know, I held true to what I said at the PGA Championship, and I didn't play him. And you know what? He was under 10% owned. He was right around 9% owned in a lot of tournaments. And, you know, if he is right there again, DB, I'm playing him. I'm playing Rory. I know that he doesn't have the greatest history here. You know, he's got a couple top 20s, never really been in contention to win, at least in the last, like, five years. But I think if I'm going to get, and I think you're going to see it again, why would we not? With Scheffler, Rom, Cantlay, who's just an absolute stud here. Shoffley right there beneath him. Mm -hmm. I just think Rory's going to get squeezed out, just like he did at the PGA Championship. And I think you're going to get good ownership on him. I'm going to play him, DB. I'm going to do it. I, listen, it will be one, I skipped him for one week, okay? That was good enough. That's good enough for me. Yeah. No, I, I hear you. It, it's, it'll definitely be tempting. I'm with you. I think Rory could show up better here than he will in a major. There's less pressure to win Jack's event than there is to win another major for Rory. So I get it. I could, t- I could totally get it. It's hard to avoid any of these guys above the 10K range um, from, you know, from, I, I guess, Cantlay or I mean, uh, Xander up. It's, it's really tough. I think. In terms of lineup construction, obviously it's going to be a. I think it's going to be a very heavy studs and duds situation. We'll get to the seven K range, but the, to me, like I tweeted it today, the seven K range doesn't feel all that much better than the six K range. Like it's kind of yeah. weird. I'm not. We we've not had that. There's obviously a couple names in there, but it doesn't feel markedly better. And so I think a lot of people are going to do things from like. There's going to be a lot of lineups that start with Hovland up. You're going to pick two of those guys, and then you're going to just skip the 8K and mid-7s and up altogether and just go that way. Um, but you know, I, I think that means that if we're talking chalk, I think that's where the chalk is, is going to be. It's like Cantlay, Rom, Scheffler, um, Hatton, I think is a good value there at 9,300. I would love to play Hatton in cash if you're doing 50-50s or double-ups. I don't know how popular Colin and Victor are going to be. I feel like one of those two guys is going to get some love. Maybe, maybe not. Um, maybe Morikawa kind of gets squeezed a little bit with Xander and Cantlay and Hovland right there. I don't know. Thoughts? Yeah, no, I think you're right. I, now, I'm, I'm kind of done with Morikawa for a little bit, especially in DFS. <sighs> like, I just need, I need a break from Morikawa. He broke my heart at the beginning of the year when I had him outright to win, and he didn't win. That, that was a sign of things to come for, for you and Morikawa all, yeah. all year. I, I need a break. I just need a break for him. And, and maybe he'll, he'll win this week, and he'll do whatever, and then I can, you know, I can, we can repair our relationship. But right now it's broken, DB. It's broken. I have a broken relationship with Colin, and I just need to take a break from him. So. Well, I haven't played him a lot this year, but I did play him last week at Colonial. He finished 29th. I think he was 21st in DFS scoring. It wasn't great for what I paid for him. Um, I, let, let me ask you this. All right, if I, if I read off a list of the names that I really haven't gotten into that are likely to be the 9K and above uh, pivot options at low ownership, if you want to make up your low ownership up here, which I don't think you have to, it's Morikawa, it's Jason Day, it's Justin Thomas, it's Sung J M, and it's Matthew Fitzpatrick. 
of those guys, who are the most interesting to you? Morikawa, Justin Thomas, Sung J.M. Fitzpatrick, and Jason Day. I could see, I don't know. To me, it's probably Jason Day. You're going to go with the Ohio native? Or, I'm going to uh, go with Jason not Day. Not Ohio native, but Ohio resident? Well, Jason, you know, obviously has had a great year. Um, great course fit for him. He's got a good history here. T4 back in 2020, thir- 31st last year. I like Jason Day. I'd choose him. I don't think Day would be it for me. Irons are still kind of wildly, just just very inconsistent for me on on the irons. Um, I think I would probably go Morikawa again. See, I don't know. I think you're just asking for pain. The phoenix that is on your face is not telling you Morikawa. I think you're going but against what, your. But what if it's a tick? Well, then you don't want to listen to a tick. I would rather listen to a phoenix than a tick. Okay? Ticks scare the hell out of me, by the way. I don't even like anything involving a tick. You know, sometimes, like, if you got a dog and the tick is on there, and nobody are, wants to remove the tick. You, are, you not, your, are you having your wife remove the tick from the there's dog? There's not a single person that wants to do it. I'm fascinated by him, kind of, actually. How can you be fascinated? It's the grossest insect in the world is a tick. I'm not saying it's not gross. It's just, it's just kind of like, it's kind of very kind of fascinating. They just kind of latch on. Are you and, ever concerned if that, if you don't, if you pull it off wrong, that it, it it's leaves its tentacles in the skin? I mean, I don't, I'm not pulling them off of me. I don't usually get them. Do you, They're usually do on the you, dog. When you pull a tick off, do you like put some heat, like a match or something near it so that it's, Apparently, that's supposed to like get them to release, and then you do it, or do you just yank that thing off? I don't know. Ticks are gross, and I now that we're talking about ticks, I'm only seeing a tick on your face, and I just I think somebody needs to grab it and yank that thing off of your face. <clears throat> I don't know. I, I'm just I think I think uh, I think another I think giving Morikawa another week of low owned Morikawa with a really good iron play still happening mm-hmm. still happen the iron play is still happening it's still there the main attraction for Morikawa is still playing in theaters like it's still there and that is that is what that is that is his bread and butter and like a lot of players you're usually waiting for one thing to click and if it clicks just to the average, right? Which I think for Morikawa is probably, actually at this point, it, it, it's probably more so I'm worried about the putter. He's had some okay weeks around the greens, but the, the really bad, 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 bad putting weeks are a problem. Um, so, I don't know. I, I think I think Morikawa, I think Morikawa's interesting. You know, he, he had the runner-up here in 2021. To uh, that was when Cantlay won, when technically Rom won. So it's more like a t- more like a third place finish for Morikawa. He won when he had the, when we had the work day here in 2020 when it played totally different. So I mean, at least good vibes. But the, the irons are still there, man, and that's what I like. He's gonna be in the fairway, which you have to attack Mirfield from the fairway. You have to. He's gonna be there. He's gonna be in the fairway. Then he's got his irons. I'm just telling you, I'm I am interested in a low Morikawa for one more week. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it one more again. One more again. Okay, well, I'm not. Uh, maybe we could maybe we could spin the wheel and do a bet about it because now you are now only down. You're only in the I hole. 
I don't want to do another bet. I'm I'm constantly you're, losing these bets. I don't want to be down again. You're only in the hole one bet now because you finally, finally paid off yeah. the bet that you lost at the waste management to me that involved Siwoo and Sahith. Mm-hmm. And you finally posted your sexy pick on Instagram and Twitter. And some have said, some have said, I'm just I'm just set, telling you what some have said in the in the comments is that it's kind of a letdown for as long as it took you to make it that it really wasn't as sexy as a lot of people said it should be. And here it is from our Instagram story. Um, when you bet against Siwoo Kim, money isn't yeah. enough to pay your debt. Sexy pick, Pat. I mean, there you are on the boat in your bathing suit. You do, well, you do look, I mean, you, you look nice. You look let's, nice. Let's, let's break this down just for a second. We don't have all the time in the world. But first off, the location is Dreams, which I thought was I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, location. Can I can I tell you something? Have you clicked on it? No, I never clicked. <laughs> what happens when you click on it? Let's just say uh, the wife, my wife, when I was like, "Oh, babe, check out Pat." He <laughs> he posted his picture on Instagram, his sexy picture. She she said, "Oh," and then she goes, "Oh, he had to he had to put the location his dreams, huh?" And I was like, "Yeah, what? Just go click on it." Oh gosh. You know uh, what? You know what else is located in your dreams, Pat? Instagram thoughts. So, oh, uh, is it really you and a bunch of Instagram thoughts are in dreams? Yes. Well, here's the thing, though, and <laughs> and here's what I say to the haters on this: like, what do you want? So let's back this up a little bit. So, what is it that you want in a sexy pick? Because that concerns me a little bit. Like if thought okay. i was gonna get on here with like a thong or something like so here's what i like i ask you the person who is hating on this what is it that you wanted in the sexy pick? yeah well i mean because we can ha- if you did if you wanted the thong pat you weren't gonna get it they could put and that I'm in the comments concerned about you anyway <laughs> so, like, they could drop, they could they could drop that in the comments that'd be a great a great comment yeah um Anyway, you finally paid one off, so you know you're not feeling Morikawa. I get it. Uh, what are you gonna? So, I mean, other than Rory up top, I mean, are you? I mean, we're we're gonna eat some we're gonna eat some chalk here, right? With Rom, I mean, I I am going to have some exposure to Cantlay, Rom, or Scheffler. I'm definitely gonna have exposure to Rom. I think I'll probably. Just go all in on John Rahm this week. That's the way I'm feeling. We, we feel um, like he's going to be the lower owned out of out of him and Scheffler, right? I mean, it would probably. I do I feel think, like that. I, do I think feel it like makes. Although you know, I mean, the ownership thing also often comes down to to record, of course, history a lot. Dri- you know, drives a lot of that. Yeah. So I do wonder. I mean, Rahm has the edge there. Yeah, I, I think for me though, Rom is definitely going to be the one that I'm going to be overexposed to. So I have a, I'm going to have a lot of him. Um, Could Cantlay be higher owned than either one of them? I don't see that. Do you? I mean, with his record and 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 how well he's playing, and you get a disc, you get the 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 the, the savings. I don't know. I mean, probably not. There's probably not a way where that happens. But I'm just, yeah. Well, I think I'm going to have a lot of um, Terrell Hatton. I love Hatton, range. but it, it it definitely feels like he's going to be very popular. I think he's going to be chalky. I and then Hovland's another one. You know, we've we've talked about him. I, I just. I'm drawn to him. Yeah. Maybe I'm, maybe like Hovland and Morikawa, they're like two of the same kind. There's a lot of things that they do great. They're both great ball strikers. Like maybe I'm just. You said Hovland and Morikawa? 
Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Very similar as far as ball striking, both top 10 in the field and, and approach, ball striking, that kind of thing. So maybe I'm just going to, um, you know, what Morikawa is doing to me is, is just making me go over into uh, to, to Hovland zone. You know, it, maybe I want to get. I want to talk about Hatton. I mean, I talked about Hatton on the betting show uh, at length, kind of about how he's performed in elevated events on tough golf courses that he had limited experience on, because that would be the knock with him at Memorial. He's only played here one time in 2019 pre-renovation. But I talked about a couple other tournaments he's played: uh, Quail Hollow, golf, the golf course he's played, Quail Hollow, um, uh, CPC Scottsdale for the Waste Management, Sedgefield for the Wyndham. And has top what seven or eight uh, top eight finishes in all three of those events with very limited or or one year worth of experience. I think he could do the same thing here at Mirfield Village, just because he's playing so well right now. Um, I wonder if Hatton could be a guy who gets a lot of discussion on podcasts and he's going to appear on a lot of betting cards. But when people are actually making lineups, because I think so many people are going to go to like Hovland and above and and force two guys in there. If you put two guys in your lineup between between Scheffler and Hovland, I think it's almost impossible. It's really hard to put Hatton also in your lineup. So that means to get to Hatton, you have to choose. You're either going super balanced and you're like going to fade the 10K or you're going to pick one guy over 10K. Let's say you eat the chalk on Rom or Scheffler and then you go ahead and go down to Hatton. Like I wonder if Hatton will come in a little lower than projected. Maybe I'm wrong on that. I'm not a genius when it comes to that. I'm just thinking out loud. Could you see wow. how that could happen? Yeah, I can. Maybe I'm just talking like myself it. into hopeful low ownership on Hatton. Yeah. Well, I was just, while you were talking, I was trying to see where dreams took me. <laughs> Click on it. Where'd it go? It went where you said. <laughs> went to Thotganistan, huh? <laughs> oh, damn, huh? Took me there. Uh, anyway. Thotchekistan or whatever. Um, yeah, stay away from them dreams. God dang. I thought it was just funny. It is funny that you did it before without... that. I was trying to. Th- it was like in your dreams or something. Like I was, in, I was like, I was like, I can't even believe that it's a location for that, dude. There's a location for a lot of stuff on Instagram. I've typed in a bunch of weird stuff before. There's, there's, it's always somewhere. It's always yeah. Somewhere. Mm. Okay. All right. Uh, let's talk about the AK range. I got some questions in the AK range. I want to. I do too. I want to get okay. answered. Before we do, want to remind everybody about Rainmakers going down. I played in some Rainmakers last week, Pat. It was fun. Opened up some packs, made some trades on some stuff. Uh, start your PJ Tour collection and play for free. Play free for $750,000 a season. Claim your free starter pack and get in on the action with DraftKings Rainmakers and compete for prizes all season long. All you got to do is spend $5 and you get a free booster pack. Use promo code TJ. The link is in the description of the podcast. Check it out. It's a lot of fun. And there's some easy beginner games. Very low you know, low entry contest. It's just like kind of when you're, whenever you were starting out in DFS, it's a lot of fun. Once you have your players on their on that card, you get to keep them for the season. You don't have to rebuy them all the time. Um, depending on what level they are, you could get that player at a different level. It's just a lot of fun. Check out the DK Rainmaker stuff. It is, uh, it's a good time. Don't forget promo code TJ. Click the description. Click the link in the description. All right, AK. I guess I'll start like this with Rory. Are we also going to get a low-owned Jordan Spieth? Because if we're faced with the decision on Wednesday night that Jordan Spieth is like one single-digit ownership projections at 8,900, 
What do you think? Well, he was, what, 4%, 5% of the PGA? Mm-hmm. I played him at the PGA. I mean, when you see a Jordan Spieth at 5%, 6% maybe, I think you play him. Regardless of... I think so, too. What his game looks like or anything, because it's Jordan Spieth, and he's still a, an amazing golfer. Has all, all the tools that you need on a course like this. So I think you play him. The short game is is off. I talked about that too. I mean, mm-hmm. three consecutive weeks of really poor around the green and putting. That hasn't happened since June of 2020 for Jordan. But um, is that not though? Like, if you think about that with short game, like, like I could see like the putting like being a thing where you know it's the putting can get hot and cold. It just is. Yeah. But if you're if you're really good at at, at the short game, like that's a that's something that doesn't just like go away forever. You're like you're you're because it's it, it takes creativity, it takes yeah. being imaginative, it takes touch, you know, feel. just knowing touch, all those kind of things. Like it's gonna come back, right? It's not gonna stay along, you know, right. away for too long, right? It, it's just a little alarming because it's a lot of strokes he's giving up. Yeah, it's like really bad. It's not like oh Jordan's neutral or he's like losing a half a shot. He's losing three shots, two shots, two and a half shots. Does he um, have new wedges? I don't know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I don't know. Um, speaking of around the green play, a guy that I'm fading that I, I faded last week, and, I mean, maybe it, maybe it burned me. It probably did. No, no pun intended, but he was 7% or I don't know how. He was more than 7 maybe. But he finished 6th at Colonial. Sam Burns, God dang it. Listen, he, 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 didn't hit a, he did not hit the irons well again. Here's what he did. He gained 6.1 strokes around the green, which is great. That's also in 116 measured events. That is his best around the green performance ever, nearly by two full shots. His next best around the green performance was at the St. Jude in 2021, where he gained 4.3. So he literally had an out-of-body experience around the greens on his way to finishing T6 and screwing me with the fade. But I will, I will continue to fade Spieth because at Memorial, I mean, Colonial, I think you could kind of get away with it because we talked about it last week. It was easy to chip around Colonial. We said you mean, that. You, you mean Burns? Yes, I'm talking about Burns. Who did I say? You said Spieth. Okay. Talking about Burns. It, yeah. Colonial, it's easier to chip around there. The, the bunkers are, are not difficult when you look at it relative to other PJ Tour events. It's not the case of Memorial. This is not an easy place to chip out of. And he's played terrible here. He hasn't been back since 2021. He finished basically DFL in 2018, but barely made the cut, finished 81st. I guess that was when we probably had the MDF thing going on. And then 50th in 2021. I'm still going to pass on Sam Burns, but I am, I am thinking that come Wednesday night, he'll be another one that will be squeezed out and be low-owned. And if you want to play him, be my guest, but it won't be me. Yeah, I again, I think, God, he is just so... You know what? And he's the last outright I hit. I mean, I, I, have a, I love Sam Burns. Last outright I hit at the match play. But well, So let's, let's bring in another guy I want to talk about. Cam Young. So last time you hit an outright, you had Cam Young. Yeah. You had Sam Burns. They were going against each other head-to-head. Yeah. You had a win regardless of who won the golf tournament. Yeah. Cam Young, to me, like there's something about him this week that I don't know, like, I want to play him. And I think he's going to be the lowest zone we could get him all year long. Really? 
Yeah, I mean he's 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 going to be low. I I don't know uh I don't know about the lowest, but he's not he's not been great. He's continuing to decline. So what makes you want to play just the low ownership and the upside? Just the low um, ownership. Just potential yeah. upside. Everybody's got to be hating on him. Still a fantastic ball striker. You know, he's he's we obviously know he's great off the tee. There's just something about Cam Young this week. This is a gut play. You know, I'm going back to the old days, DB. Oh, okay. I used to give you some gut plays. Yeah. Cam Young's a gut play for me this week. I feel like it. I don't. I know the ownership's going to be low. There's yeah. no way people are going to be going all over Cam Young this week. There's no way. Yeah, I would agree. Um, he'll get some love just at a baseline level because of the DFS community loves Cam Young, but I don't think it'll be that. I mean, people are definitely seeing that he's not, he's not been the same Cam Young he was last year. Yeah. Um, in the middle of this range, you have Fowler and Connors. Uh, I like both of those guys in cash. I love both of those guys in general. I think, you know, we're going to keep playing Fowler. He's going to keep doing his thing. I don't know why you would stop other, you know, and Connors is playing great too. There's a handful of names in here that I love, and ownership will be kind of the driver on which ones we pivot to, which ones we don't. But my favorite in this range, and, and we didn't talk about we didn't talk about Hideki at all on the betting show. But I, I also really like Hideki. I mean, former winner here, playing well. Um, you don't, you know, I don't, I don't think you have to be, you know, the the best putter in the world uh to win at memorial the greens are just so pure and he had a horrible putting week at the pga but he's been putting pretty solid for the most part other than that most of the year and the irons are look, look like vintage hideki he's been hitting more fairways i think he's taken off a little bit of distance he's, he's hitting more fairways than normal so i like that for hideki um i love this 8k range a lot it's it will be interesting as i kind of tinker around with lineups um you know, what I can do with getting some exposure to the 8K range because I think that this will be where you can definitely get some leverage. I mean, a guy who's on my T-shirt right now, Siwoo Kim, I absolutely love here this week. He's a perfect setup for here, and he's played it fantastically since the renovation. Love Siwoo as well. I think this range is just chock full of goodies. I, I think it is too. I think you could literally put together a lineup with a lot of guys from this range. I mean, there's... Probably not only, or like, you know, I mean, it definitely feels like you still... You couldn't do only 8K. There's so many good still. players up there in the, from the Hovland up, it does feel like... I mean, it feels like you can't... You, you have to have somebody from Hovland up, right? I think you do, but I just... There's a lot of... Like, if I could get somehow fit two guys in here... Yeah, then that means I, you're really only playing one guy from Hovland up, more yeah. than likely. I would feel good about it, though. Because there's, like... Sahith is another one that I like. You just here. better nail the guy at, at, at the 9K and 10K range if you yeah. do that. But I like Sahith. I like Corey Connors in here. Yeah, I love this range. You know, I mean, Shane Lowry, Adam Scott, who I know you're not as big on, but still. Like, but I understand pick. why you would be. I so mean, I there's why so many be. here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Love this range. AK range is, is super good. Um, all right, let's get to the 7K range. Before we do that, check this out.
check out our friends at Underdog. Get you a little bit of that Underdog action. You know what I mean? Get the pick 'em going on. Get get you some pick 'em. Get some some uh, higher or lower action on Underdog and legal in so many states. Right? If you're on YouTube right now, you're looking at the yellow states here on the map. That is where pick 'em is eligible. Uh, you can also do the best ball drafts. Those are fun for any almost any sport out there. Golf, you've got the majors, best ball stuff, possibly one opening up here for the U.S. Open for the remaining two majors. But uh, check out Underdog. It's a fantastic place for your, to scratch that kind of, you know, that pick em itch, right? And we talk a lot about Underdog in the Discord, in the Nut Hut, every single day, every single round, doing our best to uh, give you some good value there on Underdog. So link in the description, promo code there is junkies, and that also gets you a $100 deposit match or 100% deposit match up to $100 on Underdog. So check them out. Join us on Underdog, and let's, uh, let's, let's take some money from Underdog. Even though they're pals, let's do it. All right, moving on. 7K range. I don't love this range, Pat. I, I just, like I said at the top, it feels like there are guys in the 6K that I like just as much, or maybe, I mean, some more than the 7K, some slightly less than the name of the 7K, but I'm getting a, a ton of savings on them. Do you think there's any way any player in the 7K gets to 15% ownership or higher? Who would be the uh, most popular player? Trying to think. Um, I, I tried to think about it today. Like, okay, where, who was the I mean, one clear name in here that everybody's going to go, oh, that's a value, and I can't find it. To be honest, I would think maybe Grillo, but then when he's no, won, people aren't going to play him on it right after. Are, yeah, people aren't going to play him. So I don't, I don't really see anybody. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like it, it feels. I mean, there's names in here I like, but it doesn't feel like anybody in here is going to be. So I, I think there's a lot that I mean that does mean obviously there's a lot of opportunity in here. Like I said, I don't feel. Uh, fantastic about a lot of them but i do think there's some opportunity um but i'm just not super excited about a lot i I do i will say this and i I think you would agree because we talked about him on the betting show at 7400 a guy who lost in a playoff here in 2018 trying to get his first pga tour victory before he lost his card byung hun ant our friend uh Mm -hmm. been on definitely hitting the ball fantastic gaining strokes around the green making cuts, doing his thing. He's, uh, the, the putter has been a little bit of an issue for Ben to kind of hold him back, but he's had some good run around Memorial in, you know, before he lost his tour card kind of situation. So I think Ben on at 74 is interesting, and I, and I could see him getting some attention. Um, I mean, I think Harris English. Harris English is interesting. Yeah, we saw him on TV last week. So saw him up he- near the leaderboard after Saturday, kind of, had an issue on Sunday, dropped out of contention really. But, you know, it's, it's three weeks in a row now that we're seeing good iron play from Harris English, which is, you know, what really separated him when he was playing super, super well. Yeah. Um, I still think Ryan Fox, man. I, I was on Ryan yeah, Fox Yeah, good for you on that week. Fox call. And I still think, I mean, I think you kind of ride that. Uh. Yeah, I don't mind that actually. Ryan Fox might be. I didn't play him last week. I didn't, I wouldn't buy him, but I, I think. Uh, I mean, I I usually like Ryan Fox. I like him on tougher courses too. I think this seventy one hundred does feel like kind of a value for Ryan Fox. 
Well, I mean, again, you look at the last few. I mean, T21 last week, T23 at the PGA. He's he's just been solid. on, And you're right, on tough golf courses. So, Am I seeing this right? Steven Yeager, okay, he played in Mexico, Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson, PGA, Charles Schwab, and now, so this will be his seventh event in a row? Uh, according to this. Yeah, you're right. That, Is he the new Sunjay? Good that, Lord, I don't even know if Sunjay's played that many in a row. Yeah, I mean, that's alarming. Like, that's a lot of golf. That's a lot of golf. What's he trying to get away from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, what's, Is Strokes Gain Home Life not good? Um, Yeah. That is... Because, like, you see his name at 7K, and you're like, oh, he's been making a bunch of cuts. Like, he could be a... But seven in a row. I do think down there, speaking of 7K, I think Hayden Buckley at 7K has some definite potential. He, I think he got off to a good start last week and then completely bombed. I mean, this dude, Buckley is a machine with the driver in his hand. Off the tee, an absolute weapon. Love it, off the tee. Putter can be pretty good. His iron play is like manic. I mean, it just goes from from great iron play to has he ever hit an iron before in, for like a three-week stretch. I mean, just his, his, his events leading up to Charles Schwab, 1.6, 2.1, 6.4, 6.1, 1.1 strokes gained with the irons. And then Charles Colonial, 4.8 lost. 4.8. Lost 5.3 at API. Lost 5 at the Genesis. And this is all while also gaining strokes off the tee. What the heck is happening to Hayden Buckley's irons? Can somebody tell me? Can anybody tell me? You know what? I can't, but here's another. Like, how do we know when Seamus Power is going to be good? Like, what, what, what is it that can tell us that Seamus is going to be good? Because he played well. Maybe the Phoenix will tell me by the end of the, by the, uh, by the, end of the show. I'm just telling you, man. Seamus is one that I'm going to want to click at 7,100. He had that. He had two top 20s in a row. Wells Fargo, Byron Nelson. Wells Fargo is a difficult golf course. But then he, well, he missed a cut the PGA. I'll give him, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I mean, then you got names that missed the cut last week that were relatively popular. Chris Kirk. Uh, Cam Davis. I know you were all over Cam. Man, Cam, Ugh, he screwed me last. Uh, Denny McCarthy, and Denny, Denny ain't missing many cuts. Denny might be mm-hmm. one that I would be kind of interested in bouncing back on. Like he doesn't miss a lot of cuts, and he 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 hadn't missed two in a row in almost a year. I don't know. I mean, it, it feels Colonial seems to me to set up way better for Denny than this place does. But I mean, T five here last year. Now he gained almost twelve strokes around the green and putting. But, I mean, Denny's – Denny might be one I, I would be interested in bouncing back on. I, you know what else? who else kind of pops out at me at 7,900? It just feel like – it just feels like a guy who, oh, you know what? It'd be nice to be early on that guy at that price. Tom Kemp at 7,900. Yes, you're right. Just at that price, I, you know, I don't know how much play he's going to get. He was 6% at the PGA, missed the cut. Um. We've been paying a lot more for Tom Kim most of the year. And and the ball striking is still good. He's a little like Morikawa. Like he's 
He's hitting fairways. He's not super long, and, he, and his irons are solid. He's just not converting. Bentgrass is his best putting surface on limited appearances. I think, I think Tom could be an interesting play. I don't mind it. All right. Anybody else here in the 7K range? I mean, I don't, you know, it's, I'm actually more excited about the 6K draft. Like, I'm, I've, got, I've got some serious decisions to make in the 6K draft. Yeah. Well, let's move to the 6K draft then. Okay. Last week's draft. Again, solid week. If, if we get four guys through the cut out of six in the 6K draft, that's pretty good. You probably had lineups last week where you're using your full salary cap and you got four guys through the cut, all right? Last week, we had uh, Nate Lashley and Dylan Wu miss the cut. Those guys both were very popular as well. Um, ben Martin finished 57th. Akshay finished 56th after a bad, I think it was a Sunday. Um, Carson Young finished T21, and Hubs, Mark Hubbard, finished T9. By the way, if you've not checked out the YouTube video, the interview with Mark Hubbard that we dropped last week, you need to check it out. It's fantastic. He's such a good dude. So that was the. Um, that was a 6K range draft. Let's get into it this week, Pat. I think there's, there's a lot of good options in here. Um, it's going to be hard. You know, did you see Sam Bennett's back in the field? First time seeing him since uh, the Masters. Is he? I did not know Sam that. Sam Bennett is back. All right, I'll let you start. Go ahead, buddy. Who you want? Oh, okay. Gosh. Oh, you're falling apart. He's falling apart. No, I was, uh, that was like a half yawn, half like trying to save it. Um, mm. All right. I'm going to start DB. I'm going to start with Austin Eckert at 6,600. I like it. Love him this week, man. I mean, very accurate off the tee, good ball striker, good putter in general, playing well lately. So I like Austin Eckert there at 6,600. Okay. I like it. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy who just the ball striking, the iron play has been great. Mr. Alex Smalley looks like he's he's found it again off the tee. That's kind of what, what kind of held him up a little bit over the last uh, couple of months. Valero, RBC Heritage, but now it's kind of back. I mean, gained 5.2 strokes ball striking last week, finished 40th at Colonial, missing uh, losing four shots on the putting greens, 18th at the Wells Fargo, 23rd at the PGA Championship. Played here last year, missed the cut. No big deal. I'm not worried about it. I like Alex Smalley. I'll take that one. That's 6,800. Okay. Big fan there. I don't, I don't mind that. Um, all right. Um, I'm going to go with a guy who is, was top 10 at the PGA Championship. Followed that up with a top 30 finish last week at the Charles Schwab. Plays good on difficult golf courses because he's won at the Honda Classic. Sepp Straka mm. is at 6,600. I think you got to get on Sepp, too, when he's, you know, he's kind of a streaky guy. You look at the stats for him, a great ball striker just in the last 24 rounds. He's top 30 in the field in approach and ball striking, 30th in driving accuracy. I think uh, I think Sepstrock is, is one that we, we get on now in the 6K lineup. I like Sep. I like it. Um, all right, let me read off these stats to you for this guy. Last 50 rounds, so a little bit larger sample size here. 40th in this field, this stacked field in the 6K, 40th in bogey avoidance, 22nd in par 5 scoring, and he's not a bomber. 22nd par 5 scoring, 25th in strokes game putting on bent grass surfaces. Uh, Last 24 rounds, uh, 36th in approach play, 
51st in strokes gain off the tee. Pretty good for a guy at 6,900. I'm rolling with Adam Svensson, man. I, I like I like Svensson. Ooh, okay. He feels like a cut maker. I mean, since January, he's missed three cuts. That's it. The Farmers, Waste Management, and the Masters. I mean, his first Masters, like, whatever. But I think Svensson could do something here. Finished 45th here last year in his first attempt. Svensson just feels like he's got one of the higher floors out of the guys in the 6K range to me. Okay. All right. I'm not, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, I'm going back to a guy we had last week in hubs, man. I mean, Mark Hubbard, how could we not continue to play him? He's made his last five straight cuts, three of those top 20 finishes. I mean, Hubbard's a great ball striker. This is a, this is another course that he should do well on. I definitely think he could make the cut, which is, I mean, it, 6,400 or whatever he's at. I mean, that's, um, or 6,500. I mean, he's made the cut two times since he's, you know, 2020 and 2021. I like it. So, Hubs, he's going back to him. Yeah, he's not played well at this place, but if his iron play, his iron play the last five tournaments is literally like 20 times better than his overall PGA Tour 180 tournament iron play like it's he yeah. is i don't know what his what swing thought he's got go maybe we should message mark he's a friend maybe we should message mark and find out what swing thought he has for his irons right now because whatever it is is freaking working um there are a number of guys i want to talk about here and, and i want to take i'm only going to take i'm only going to take one because it's a 6k draft we'll talk about the others in the nut hut maybe uh or maybe check my sleepers video which by the way both sleepers had a good week last week made the cut did okay both kind of had bad uh, sundays but you get it um, this guy, this guy allows you to do a lot because he's 6,200 bucks. And I'm talking about Nicholas award winner last year, Chris Goderup, DFS darling, mm, okay. bomber, Chris Goderup is back in the field. And I mean, this is a guy with a lot of PJ tour experience. He's played one, two, three, four, uh, six, eight, 10, 12 PGA tour events. He's only missed. One, two, two cuts. He's missed two cuts in 12 PGA Tour attempts. That includes a U.S. Open where he finished 43rd, finished fourth at the John Deere. I mean, like he's playing in easier events, but still, like Chris Goderup, young guy, playing okay on the Corn Ferry Tour. You and I kind of debated a little bit on the betting show about how well he's been playing on the Corn Ferry Tour. I mean, he's not top 10-ing, but he's, he's been consistent. And I think Chris Goderup prefers difficult golf courses. We interviewed him a while back. You check that out on YouTube or, pot or Apple, Spotify, whatever. Um, I think Goderup could get it, you know, could, uh, I think he's got legit, like, top, even in this field, I think he's got top 30 to 40 upside. And he's probably going to score if he makes the weekend. Par fives, he's going to feast. That's what you got to do. You got to score on the par fives, make your pars, don't make big numbers on these other, on, on these other difficult holes, because the par fives are really the only ones you can score on. So I trust Goderup to at least get that with the par fives, which for a guy at 6,200 that lets me do so much up top, I think that's, I think that's important. I like it. Wow. Okay. Pat is done. <laughs> Pat is distracted. He's checking out. He is done. No, uh, I'm checking out. I like it. I no, mean, it's you're, good. You're, I didn't, what else am I going to say about Goddard? You just said like You were distracted. Minutes, 10 minutes with her Goddard. It's not 10 minutes worth of Goddard. Okay, well, fine. You know what? You don't have to put up with me next week because I'm out. I'm on vacation. DB, taking some time off. You're going to want to check out 
if it works, you're going to want to be here for next week's guest, probably because you just don't like me and you just want all the Pat you can get. You can get it next week. Pat's going to host the show. He's going to run the show. Mm. But I've reached out to a very special guest that I've been wanting Pat to have a show with since, I mean, Pat, this is like, this is like a hall pass situation, you know? If, yeah, but I mean, what this, are you gonna do? Because you're on vacation, you're not even gonna be able to watch it. You oh, I'm 100 percent gonna watch. I'm if if this guest can get on, I am 100 percent watching. Can't wait. But if this is a hall pass situation. I am looking at you. I'm saying, honey, I gotta travel for work. You're alone. I don't want you to be lonely. I want you to be. I want you to be happy because I care about you. Mm-hmm. And this is your hall pass, and this is who it can be. It can't be anybody else. This it could be. This can be mm. your. So your podcasting hall pass has potential to be here next week, and I'm giddy about the opportunity. Um, but for some of you, that you won't care about that. You'll just be happy I'm not on the show. So either way, see ya. DB's out. Have a great week. Mayor screens be green. Check out Pat, and hopefully, fingers crossed, his hall pass next week. Right, Pat? Yes. Wait, I don't know what to do. Now I don't know what to do because, like, you were, like, out. All right, Mary Screens, be green. See ya!